0: Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants. I hate to say it, but uh, I know I keep bringing this up, but it was yet to be another episode where we were planned to have our very special friend Mo Bat back on the mic, but things canceled again. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? It's unbelievable. Um, Now, again, you know, I keep saying it. I keep making promises. Again, the Arrested Development thing where, like, I keep promising to take you fishing, but I just keep leaving you on the stoop of the house with your, like, sad little bent over a fishing rod. Uh, But, you know, supposedly we're meeting next week to make it happen. So let's hope. Let's hope and wish and hoping and wishing and praying and thinking. Um, yeah, so, you know, this one, I, you know, if you looked at the time code before you pressed play, you probably noticed that this episode's a little shorter than usual. The thing is, I had scheduled this whole thing with Mo, and when it fell through, I had to put my focus onto other things today, and now I just don't have quite the time that I would love to usually put into a great full episode of Artsy Fartsy Immigrants, although I did want to bring you something, you know, I, I of course, considered, am I going to do a a rerun episode, but no. 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 If I don't have to I really don't want to um, although al'beit shorter um, I still want to bring you something original so what I what I do want to talk about is a few things that have been going on this week that are pretty interesting um, well one of like so one thing is something that I had to deal with today which is really it's so bittersweet as a freelancer to get to this stage. Basically, there's this situation, there's this rule in Germany. Now, this is like the, this is the bread and butter of being an artsy-fartsy immigrant in Germany. Uh, When you are a freelancer, when you make your own money through contracts, you know, your services are provided to different companies or, you know, entities and you uh, invoice for these jobs. For example, invoicing for this podcast or invoicing for my radio show, uh, invoicing for uh, whenever I, I would make TikTok videos or YouTube videos for Tolman, for example, um, I would uh, basically be considered what's called in Germany a Klein which translates roughly to like small undertaker, <laughs> you know, which is like a very small man that drags you to hell. Uh, as a small undertaker, it means that I'm making under a certain legal amount of money per year uh, so that so I don't have to pay uh, taxes. I, my my clients don't have to pay an additional tax on top of my fee to go to you know the tax office. Um, but you know, good news is that last year I more than surpassed that amount of money. Um, which is you know it's not that much money uh, to overpass. I think it's like fifteen thousand a year if you're under fifteen k. Uh, I think it's 15k or 16k then you don't have to pay taxes but if you make more than that which I did f- for the first time last year um, and thankfully more like you know I made a good I made a good yeah I did good last year I have to say I did really good from for my own work to do everything for myself I don't know if I feel comfortable sharing the real number because one I know people who make a lot more money than me. Uh, so it might be considered small in their eyes, but also it's just private. But I will, you know, some friends probably tell off mic, but I'm very proud of myself for what I accomplished last year. So being able to get out of the um range is good because you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more jobs. I'm making more money. But the bitter aspect of the bittersweet uh, of this whole thing is that now that means you start paying taxes. Uh, which means your all your paperwork changes, your tax registration changes, your um, the way you invoice changes. Like everything gets so much more complicated uh, and annoying and boring and stressful. And basically, I got this enormous email yesterday and today from my tax lady, and. I mean, I'm very grateful to have a tax lady who helps me understand what to do next. But boy, oh boy, do I hate seeing emails from her. Like I've never, I've never had a person in my life so very clearly in the position of like, I don't ever want to hear from you. And oh my God, what would I ever do without you? You know what I mean? So I got an email from her that's like, all right, look, so your tax situation changed. You're going to be considered like a standard freelancer from now on. You got to start adding 19% tax on top of your invoices. And you have to make a separate bank account where all of your business expenses are are only there. Like all my work income goes straight there and any work purchases go for out of that one. So only work money can go in there and only work related money can come out so i guess if i want to buy a pair of pants i have to transfer money out of the work account into my personal account but then also with the if i buy like a keyboard or some microphone equipment or some studio padding that has to come out of the business account Uh, So that everything can be tracked and registered with the tax office of Germany, which is like, you think the tax office in America is crazy? The tax office here is nuts. Um, And that's all been like going on. So, what happened from the email today was her not only saying that all that stuff is changing, but she was saying, um, you know, what I've already sent like six or seven invoices in January for different things. And she was like, well, did you invoice for 19% tax on top? And I said, no, I, I, no, I didn't really think to do that yet. I thought we were gonna have a conversation about it. Like I knew it was coming, but I didn't know when it would start. She was like, well, you gotta go back and you have to re-invoice all of the people, which including one of them is Toman, which is so awkward for me to have an interaction with. And it's like, oh, great. So now I had to go back and the last hour was just me uh, creating new invoices for old in, like new invoices for just the it's called VAT VAT like value-added tax I think um, just the VAT uh, by itself so you know if you have an invoice for a thousand euros then I'm just sending them a spare extra like invoice 2.1 that invoices for 190 euros so it was kind of embarrassing and weird too because I don't want to bother you know there's like production companies I invoice from the production company that I invoice um them the for the music that I make for this tv show I don't want to bother them and be like excuse me actually I need to invoice for you know whatever it is 200 euros because now I'm doing that it, uh, it's just just you know and it's Maybe it's just me. It's just me, probably. But I find it so. It was annoying to do that. And it really dragged me down. Like I felt like crawling under a rock and just withering away. I really didn't want to deal with anything like that. And I was so happy the last couple of years to be Kleinwundeneima. I was really happy to not have to deal with taxes at all. Uh, but here we are. So, you know, that's, you know, and that's the thing. If I want to respect. The perspective that we should tax higher on the wealthy Then I've got to play by those rules myself If I am over that limit And I am doing okay Then pay those taxes And it's not some cra- I mean 19% Sure it sounds like a lot But you know it goes into so many social services And uh, you know now we're going to get political with it The thing is it's fine It's just annoying to do I have nothing against the philosophy of paying taxes. I support that actually, uh, depending on your income, for example, but it's just the paperwork. I just hate the paperwork. I just, you know what I would love? I would love to get so, so successful that I have my own accountant. And you might say, Jordan, you have your own tax lady. Isn't that the same thing? No, it's not. She's very helpful. I hate seeing emails from her, but she's very helpful. Uh, But she's not my own accountant. My own accountant would send the invoices for me. She would have set up a business account for me. She would have registered all my income and my purchases and done my tax filings and blah, blah, blah for me. So all I have to do is see which account is business, which account is private or whatever or savings, and just be able to go like, which one of these can I buy pants with? And then just know from moving on, uh, account X44 is for pants, and then account XX21 is, you know, for only buying business-related items, okay, bada bing, bada boom, thank you very much, and yeah, anyway, so that's been, that's been the majority of this day is dealing with taxes, which is just the worst thing, they say the only two, um, they say the only two certainties in life are taxes and death, and unfortunately, that just seems to get truer, <gasps> Ay, ay, ay. I never knew how my mom did that work. My mom used to work at an accounting firm in my hometown, and she had the cr- most opposite kind of job that I could ever imagine having. I just don't know how people like her have the mind to crunch numbers. I mean, she doesn't even work there anymore, and she does all the accounting for, obviously, the income that you know her and my dad share. And it's just insane. She just, you know, down to the penny, she just knows it. And she does the taxes and she crunches it and she gets it done. And she was even doing taxes for other people for a while, I think. But just crazy um, that she has the brain for that. I don't know what happened. I guess my brother got that part. I got the uh, rage issue, rage issues meets uh, secret addictive personality meets uh, not so secret addictive personality meets uh ignorant addicted to my screen personality of good old joel so that's cool um but then again from my mom i did get the emotional sensibility some sensitivity as well the ability to actually listen sometimes you know what i mean um anyway we are all a big mixed can of beans and potatoes you know Mom's one of them Dad's one of them You got them both So it is what it is I just kind of wish I'd gotten that math brain That probably would help me A lot more in school um, C'est la vie Here we are I have crossed the Klein to name a line So I have to be I have to take Take the good with the bad You know what I mean Updates on Just to continue this path Of artsy-fartsy immigrantness, uh, Pushing forward uh, I think I said In the last episode That I was taking Some good with the bad uh, Regarding this Booking situation With Dominic um, So I <laughs> As we are now, the two people that wrote back semi-positively about like, ooh, this, you know, let me talk to the team and get back to you. I haven't heard from them. It's been like eight days. So that's cool. That's fine. Uh, I got a third different person who wrote me to say no. That's fine. It happens. It's okay. The way they wrote it was super funny, though. They didn't write back saying um, you know, in a situation like that as the artist, it's always nice if you're being turned down that they say, hey, we're, you know, we're fans and, you know, this could be really great, but we just don't have the space for XYZ. So that's totally, that that's the way I would do it if I was turning down an artist. But the way, I think it's a translation issue, but the way they turned me down was so funny. They were like, like, hello, Jordan, uh, we we had a meeting and we have come to the conclusion that unfortunately we cannot, uh, like, what was it? It was like, we, oh, I think I deleted it already, but uh, we've come to the conclusion that we simply cannot, oh, we simply cannot work together, which sounds like I have harassment lawsuits stacked up that are on, the, like, are being pounded down with hush money and they found out about it. Like, hey, look, we had a meeting and unfortunately, we simply like cannot be seen together okay i don't e- I, we can't even follow each other on instagram okay this this email never happened it kind of feels like they wrote it like that um but they probably just are germans who wrote it like we sorry we cannot work together sorry okay bye so that is how it is um so no 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 updates really on the booking thing just this funny email on how they did it and what was another thing Steve. so we got the taxes guy, we got the, um, the booking guys are on hold. Um, let me see here. Oh, oh, right, 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 Okay, so this, um, last week after the episode came out, I got this email, or maybe even before the episode came out, I had an email from someone I didn't recognize, some woman named Bieget, which is so, so German, Bieget, uh, which is like Bridget, but all kinds of different and... Much uglier. Um, B-A-Git wrote me an email in German saying that there was some opportunity for me to be invited to join some group of local artists to do a collaboration song together in the vein of We are the world, we are the children. What to make a better place? Let's start giving literally that was a reference in the email like we want to do a song like we are the children from michael jackson <laughs> uh, i thought okay so that's what that's what they're thinking like local names put together on screen singing some sort of political message just like okay um i sort of understood it but i Just didn't want to try and deal with this in German. I just didn't want to. So (laughs) sometimes I just don't have it in me. And especially after this all this junk last week, I was like, I'm just gonna write them in English and just say, hey, like, this seems interesting. But can you just explain it to me in English? And immediately, a different woman responded, a woman named Claudia, and she was like, Hey, Jordan, thanks for getting back to us. Uh, Basically. This this director, this film director in Munich, his name is Hans, he really wants to um, explain this to you over the phone. Do you have a, a window of time he can call? I was like, oh, man, now I got to have a phone call? Oh, man. I was like, okay. And we found a time, but then it didn't work. Then we found another time. And then he did call, like on the dot, by the way. He's like, I'll call you at 1. And it was like 1. And he was very nice he's, He is extremely kind um, He turns out he's a pretty damn successful Film director here in uh, Germany Did some pretty pretty big pretty, pretty 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 big stuff And he knew me Because he basically was googling around Different artists in the area for this project he thought of which is like an anti there's a there's a political party in germany called afd it's like alternative for deutschland and it's basically like the the crazy people like the most ultimate far-right neo-nazi psychos um yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. It's, they're insane people. And so this song is basically like an anti-AFD thing. And instead, when he was collecting artists Googling around for local people to put together for this big choir song vision that he had based on We are the world We are the children He came across the video that I released uh, of my song Daily Bread. And... I thought that's a fun one to come across. Okay. And he's like, when I is like when I heard your voice, I thought to myself, um, we must get this chart and prince guy on the video. Um so nice, must release So oh, yes, um, yes. And I went, Okay, uh, that's cool. And he said, We're meeting uh two nights this week, uh, Tuesday evening at this studio, Wednesday also at the same studio, which is actually next door to my friend David Reichelt's studio, so I know the address very well. So that's good. I hate finding new places i'm not you can tell i've gotten quite reclusive during the (laughs) pandemic um and i was like okay well maybe i can come this evening he's like yeah it'd be great let me know now you have my number now you can text me also here's my imdb link i was like okay and then we hung up i checked out his imdb i thought okay he's at least he's a legitimate guy and then i wrote Back to him that I could make it Something changed Something in the schedule changed And I could go So uh, last night I went And I went down to the studio It was next door to my friend David's studio It was actually kind of a room That I'd only ever been in one time Because if you've ever seen this One episode of a TV show That I filmed for, um, It's in English But it was for a Portuguese television network Um Called Earworm the, Well, My episode was called Earworm I think the show was called Fish Out of Water I used to have it on my link tree You can watch it for free online But it was this TV show I did Where I was the host And I did a whole show about um, Why songs get stuck in your head It was actually really interesting And really well made And I'm really proud of it And I remember um, that we shot One scene in that studio With David actually So anyway, small town I got there, I instantly recognized two people, two musicians in the town that I knew, who I hadn't seen in a while, so it was really nice to see them. I walk in, I'm I'm super late, you know, I'm like an hour and a half later than when they started, so I don't know where the, I don't know what the process is here, I don't know, has has there been a speech, has there been a message, has there been some sort of announcement from anybody I walk in, everyone's kind of looking at me. I'm the loud English-speaking person. I get that a lot, that I'm just being watched. I'm giving hugs to two or three people. Hey, what's up? Oh, dude, oh, so good to see you. Yeah, family's good, man, yeah, nice. Um, And then this one engineer, this um, producer, comes in the room, and I know him too, because he has a studio that he shares next door to David on the other side. His name is Matias, and he comes up to me, and this is, I don't know anything that's going on I don't, I've don't. never heard the song I don't have lyrics I don't know if I'm waiting for the director to show up I still haven't met him Matias walks in the room and goes Hey Jordan, we know each other um, Do you want to sing something? And in my mind I'm thinking What? A jam session? Like walk into a room and start singing what? Like Amazing grace How sweet sound um, so I just went, <laughs> I just went, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, of course not, you fucking psycho, <laughs> and a few people laughed, and he was kind of shocked, and then he walked off, and I was like, well, what does he expect, I'm not going to break down, I'm not going to start jumping into Billy Joel, like, not on my time um so he walked out finally the director shows up he's a super nice guy probably late 40s still looks pretty young though got a nice head of hair uh he's pretty fit he's a you know good looking dude uh he g- gives me a hug he's like it's so nice that you're here it's so nice to meet you it's such a pleasure i'm so happy you came And i was like god i feel like i feel like a celebrity up in this bitch. like i don't know you And I I am not famous, so I have no idea why you're being so nice to me. I'm not used to it. And then I met this guy, Martin, who's uh, some, he's like, I don't know, a film producer. And he's doing this project too. And I was like, okay, super nice to meet you. And we talked a bit. And then he gave me the lyrics to the song, which are all in German. And then they played it for me off of a laptop. Uh, And so I heard it for the first time. And so I tried to find, that. okay, what would would my range be? How would it sound here? What would that sound like? And I got a little nervous about it. They said, I could try something in English if I want, but they'd prefer if I tried it in German. I said, okay, I'll try it in German. That's okay. Um, And finally, I saw Matthias again after, you know, maybe 15 minutes later, he came back through the room and I said, hey, um, I think, because what they asked is if I would go to his studio and sing one or two of the lines to see how it sounds to put you know like a little scratch demo so I really didn't expect that I would be singing at all that evening but that's what Matthias meant he he thought I'd already been there I'd already been briefed am I am I ready for my turn in his studio to sing a line on this song so when I saw him again I was like dude I I owe you an apology I thought you meant do I just want to like sing something right now but you meant this track and he laughed and everything was cool. I went into his room. I saw David, my friend next door. He showed me part of this Netflix movie that I did lyrics for. Uh, and it's so cool to like see property of Netflix on this, um, movie that he's composing the music for and to hear these voices, this choir singing my words. That's really, really cool. So, um, I'm going to talk more about that when that's uh, released. It's a really cool German crime thriller. But I imagine for Netflix, they must have English dubs, I guess, because Dark was so successful. But anyway, that's that's for another day. Uh, I go through David's studio into Matthias's room. We pick out a couple lines. We try it in German, really soft and low. We try it again, like a little louder, a little higher register. We sing something. We try it in English. And then he goes, okay, that's it. The whole thing was like six minutes. I was like, oh, all right. And then I just go back in the main room. I mean, you know, I shake Matthias's hand. Thank you. I'll go back to the main room. I go see um the director again, Hans. I thank him for his time. He's so sweet again. Like so nice. Jordan, it was such a pleasure. I'm so glad you could make it. That's so amazing. I can't wait to hear this. I'm so excited. And I said, um, well, I said, Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the invitation. This is really cool, and I really think this is gonna work out. Um, I told him that, um, it's a paid job, which is nice also. And he told me what they're thinking of shooting it on March 4th. And I told him, well, I can't talk about it too much, but I'm doing this movie and I'm going to be on set for like 15 or 16 days. And he's like, well, I, he's like, I know you don't know you know me so well, but I'm very used to being on films in Germany. And um, usually they don't shoot weekends which blew my mind because I'm used to working on things in America, which is like 24-7, baby. And he was like, you're probably not going to be on set on March 4th. It's a Saturday. And then you just come on down here and do it. And I was like, cool. All right. If that's the case, then yeah, I'm definitely in. So I think I'm going to do it. You know, it's this, um, yeah, sure. It's a little cheesy. Come on. It's a, you know, it's a political song, anti-fascism sort of thing. And, uh, but they're super nice and he's extremely sweet and he's the director of the whole thing. So it's nice to feel so welcomed and got to see a few older friends. I hadn't seen And that was, yeah, that was nice. It was a nice way to have, uh, you know, a little evening out yesterday. And today, and I think I'm going to have to wrap it up with this. Yeah, today is the end. I didn't really tell too many people about this, actually. I just told a few people. I talked about it a little bit on Instagram, but uh, at the end here today. But um, today I end my week-long fast. So I didn't even really talk about that this too many people at all I just said that but uh, <laughs> I decided for some reason pretty randomly to do a fast and I thought maybe I'll do three days then I thought maybe I'll do four by the time I got to day six I was like this needs to stop I don't know why I just didn't really have it in me anymore um so I just now I'm ending it and it's it's nice today I, I broke it with with um, like a, an easy lunch like a soupy ramen lunch. Uh, which was very delicious. I mean honestly it went down so well. And you know it's just one of those things I I, th- I think every once in a while I haven't done it in a while. I, I did some fasting in high school, but I felt embarrassed to really tell anybody and I wasn't doing it I wasn't doing it like a food uh, what do you call it like um, it wasn't like an eating disorder. It wasn't like I had something wrong with me. I really had it in my mind of like, this is a temporary fast and I'm doing it to sort of cleanse myself. And I don't know where I'd heard or like thought about that or where it came from. Um, You know, and like you, of course you shed, you know, a few pounds in a few days, but it comes back. It's not like, it's not like it's something meant to just like permanently keep you thin or something, but that was never the goal. I've done it before. I did it in high school, um, but I think I hid it from my parents. I think they, I thought they'd worry about me too much, but I just, you know, for a week or, or maybe even like maybe six or seven days, maybe, maybe more. I don't remember if I was, um, trying to hold out as long as I could or something with, I think Cody and I had some bet once about how long I could hold. So I don't know if it was like a week or maybe, maybe less, but, um, I fasted then and I fasted again in college a couple times I don't know why, it's just, I don't even, I don't think about it, it comes to me really randomly, I don't plan it, if I plan it, it doesn't work, if I think about it too much, it doesn't work, I have to literally wake up one morning and say, I'm starting now, and like seven days ago, I just woke up, and it was like, I did my whole morning, I didn't have breakfast, I had a big, greasy, nasty dinner the night before, which usually is a trigger if I feel guilty about a dinner, Uh, and it was like 11 or 12, and uh, I got a phone call asking, hey, what do you want to do for lunch? And I just said, I think I'm going to start fasting. And of course it was met with laughs and, you know, like ridiculous attitude and stuff. But then, you know, people adjusted to things and eventually it became sort of normal after the second day. It's like from day three, four, five, six, you know, whatever, it was pretty normal. But I started for the first time, maybe it's my age now, but, um, and all the things that I do now, my, my routine is so different, obviously, uh, by day six, I started feeling really weak. I uh, I would get crazy head rushes when I would stand up, uh, which I never get. That could also be age, though. And uh, also, but to be fair, I wasn't sleeping so well. I was up a lot in the night. Um, but I just felt weak. I would, you know, I'm drinking like I don't know how many cups of coffee a day, and I just couldn't get my brain together. Um, but now you hear me now, I broke it with lunch and I feel completely alive again. So maybe it's just good to have a little, you know, I, you know, I've cleansed my, you know, no alcohol. I had no food at all. Only water and coffee, um, like milk, coffee, and water were the only things I had in my body. Um, and I think you're supposed to quit coffee too, but I can't quit caffeine because that's such a, that's a really like a, re, a re, rehab facility effort. Like people go into rehabs to quit heroin, but th- they get the migraines and the shakes from quitting coffee. So I, I, I really, I'm not in the mood for that right now. Uh, and it's much, much less dangerous. And so... I didn't quit coffee and, you know, milk also, you know, gave me some vitamins and, you know, it's good for bone, bone strengthening. So I just didn't, you know, I wasn't like, I'm fasting hardcore. No, nothing but water. It was like, no, I'm going to enjoy, you know, coffee. I'm going to have some, you know, my foamed cappuccinos or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. The first five days I felt great. Everything was cool. Day six, I started feeling a little lightheaded and I thought it's time to wrap it up. And just so happens that tonight is planned that, um, you know, we're supposed to go to meet our friend Kati, um, supposed to meet some new guy she's dating. So she's booked a restaurant that is totally up my alley. I forgot the name of it, but it's got like, oh man, it's just got the best looking food ever, like ribs and it's got like steak with fries. It's got, um, oh, there's like a whole list of great stuff that I'm just so, so stoked on. So I was like, I got to do that. Um, but yeah, fast has ended. No updates on the booking just yet. Taxes are, are just a monster. You know how it is. But um, as you can tell, I'm feeling good um, this weekend. Uh, we're going out of town for a few days um, and back on Monday. Should have Mo on the podcast next week, God willing. And otherwise, you know, stay healthy out there, guys. Take care of your bodies. And if you enjoyed listening to today's episode, if you learned anything or you had any fun, you know the drill. Make sure to please go on over to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. Give us a rating, a review, or a comment, or just share it on Facebook or whatever. Share it. Just talk talk to your friend about it. It really, really, really honestly helps build the algorithm and we want to build this artsy-fartsy family. So thank you very much for listening today, guys. I love you all very much and I will be back next week. Look at baby The saints are coming through Man, it's all over Fartzy Fartzy Immigrants, ein Podcast von John Prinz und Moritz Batscheider, produziert für M94.5.